and welcome to Sounds from the Shadows, where the Shadow Gals get together to talk about mythology, Irish history, and all things storytelling. Hi. You're very welcome here. Uh, my name is Orla Devlin. I'm Georgia Dorley. And I'm Emily Collins. And today we are going to be talking about Queen Maeve. Queen of Connacht. The woman, the legend. <laughs> Queen of the friendly thighs. Ooh. Which is my favourite tough, which is just... It's my favourite. Not quite as good as her daughter, though, who was a finifer of the fair eyebrows. Oh, damn. Oh, really? Yeah. I say she'd be very popular today. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> fair <think>. eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're also joined by two of the Snowy Doggos. And uh, to anyone who's been following on Twitter, Bun is doing much better. Hey. Got a little shaved bum, but she's doing okay. Yeah. She's here with us. Yeah. Honestly. On top of Square. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on sort of person's face. Square's okay with it, though, I think. Yeah. I think he likes this now. So, who was Queen Maeve? An enigma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, queen Maeve was the Queen of Connacht in the west of Ireland. And uh, I suppose, will I jump in? Yeah, jump yeah, in. Sure. sure. So, she was a queen under what they call Brehan Law, which was the law of uh, early Ireland. So, yep, the pre, pre-Christian, pre-Christian Ireland, and it kind of got curtailed. It was, it was like... It was used after the Norman invasion mm. and up until the 17th century when the, the plantations were finalised, <laughs> let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, it was really mainly used sort of pre-Christian, pre-invasion. Yeah, Ireland, pre-Normans, pre-Stormans. pre everything And it's, it's kind of mad. Like, it, yeah. It was all based on oral tradition as a lot mm. of our uh, yeah. history is. But it, it was like... A, common law or like a civil law I suppose yeah. what you call it as opposed yeah. to a criminal law so like yeah. the idea of the state or like the kings passing down judgments mm. and sending people to prison and stuff like that like just didn't really exist yeah. they they dealt mainly with uh, like property and marriage, marriage. rights and a lot of marriage rights yeah marriage rights and there's some really odd ones as well that I'm just going to sort of touch on but like the most interesting thing and the one that pertains to Queen Maeve the most is that like women and men had equal rights in marriage yeah, yeah. well it was technically they had legal rights but in practice a lot of the time men were they were the ones with the swords yeah but l- legally they had the same rights and Maeve definitely shows that yeah 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 and like women could like own their or like set up their own armies yeah. they whenever they entered into a marriage it was like they had a prenup by default mm. so like they owned everything that they had owned oh, yeah. right. everything okay. you brought with you everything you, you brought with you. you was still yours and like you could divorce yeah divorce was much more common much more common and like a woman could divorce her but... husband for a number of reasons <laughs> so progressive and yeah. so ancient yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i see or, we go uh, back and also, there, there wasn't the idea of parsonogenitor. I might be saying the word wrong, but it wasn't like when the Normans came, they brought parsonogenitor and sort of things have to go down the male line. Oh. Pre-Normans, it wasn't, I mean, knowing who the father was and things like that was was important, but it wasn't as important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like the, there was a thing like kings at one point could not directly inherit from their fathers, uh, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. But one of my favourite things in the, these marriage laws was if uh, you know, a couple were together and um, the man couldn't, he wasn't fertile enough for the woman, they could do a thing where basically they, they had a trial separation for a year and she could go off and anyone she got with, uh, when she came back after the year, if she was pregnant, didn't matter who got, who the seed came from, 
it was the child of that union. Yeah, interesting. Which was sort yeah. of like early, you know, pre-science IVF-ish. Yeah, kind of type of thing. Yeah. You know? Okay, we're just going to separate for a year. I'm going to go off and find a donor. Yeah. And I'll, I'll see you. Yeah, see you at the end of the year, and yeah. this will be our child. Yeah. Wow. Or, like, they also could have, like, a trial period for the wedding, so... I'd uh, heard about that, yeah. Yeah, like, the 1st of February was the date where, uh, you know, if you didn't want to stay in the marriage, like, that's when you could just amicably yeah. just kind of leave it's it. It's not working for us. Look, it's been yeah. fun, but let's go. But, yeah, no, no, I'm not fine. Or I find one specific one on... Where was it? Ireland Central. Kind of about unions as well. So... Number one, if a pregnant woman craves a morsel of food and her husband withholds it through stinginess or neglect, he must pay a fine. Yeah. <gasps> nice. Well, there's a big thing about, you know, sort of the mysticism of pregnant women. So yeah. um, the words uttered by a woman in childbirth were seen as unbreakable prophecy. Oh, wow. And like, if a, if a pregnant woman wants something, you give it to her. You give it to her. Which is like, you see it in other fairy tales, like in, uh, in Rapunzel. Mm. Like the, the wife is having a craving, so the husband will do anything to fulfill that right of course yeah 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 or another one is a a husband who through listlessness does not go to his wife in her bed must pay a fine (laughs) (laughs) and i love to think that there were just like these old druids wandering around just knocking on doors is like can't pay up yeah Yeah. (laughs) moira was talking to me last week like that's not on (laughs) your wife has needs (laughs) your wife that was a thing like if you uh, if one of the partners in the marriage was not getting their needs satisfied it was seen as totally fine to go out and find it somewhere else yeah yeah, um, and the, the fine thing is interesting because I was just flipping through an old book of like well, not book of Breton Law book of commentary on Breton Law because okay. it's all written in like ancient Irish which I can't read <laughs> I can't even read modern Irish I can barely read modern English <laughs> but it was all all of the penalties were nearly always fines mm. there was there was no sort of sense of capital punishment yeah like mm. the death penalty in ancient Ireland was not a thing people were too valuable to kill yeah uh or in prison as well like that was yeah yeah. if if you're impressing someone you're having to basically build a prison Mm. you're having to pay for their upkeep and things and it's just a load of effort so everything was done in fines but this actually ended up introducing slavery yeah because Because some people can't pay yeah if you can't pay the fine you yourself become the fine it's the indentured servitude sort of thing yeah but it was if anyone of sort of any class could become a slave. Yeah. Uh, oh. So there's this famous, actually the first recorded leprechaun story Ooh. about uh, King Fergus. It's giving, King Fergus gave some judgments on things about um, the blood price. Because basically there's this, uh, this woman, she's got some brothers, they go off on a bit of a rampage, kill a few people, and then hightail it out of there. And so they are not there to pay the blood fine, but oh. their family has to pay the blood fine. So all the land is confiscated. But it's not quite enough. So she, even though she's a high-born noble woman, becomes a slave of the king because right. it's to pay the fine. Yeah. And there was this weird thing of that. Like, just the one thing I remember is the blood fine for killing a king is the equivalent of seven slaves per hand involved in the murder. Sorry, I I can just hear Doggo <laughs> having a little lick there. Fun, fun, fun. Or she's not. She's looking around. Oh, she's looking around. Well, she's looking around because we've put this gel on her, and she's just sort of. She thinks we think it's tasty. Oh, you get some, I'm like, sorry, I'm so sorry for dragging you on that podcast. Some alginate maybe, and just yeah, like okay. cover yeah. it up. Uh, uh, sorry, what was yeah. it? Seven hands. Seven seven slaves for every hand involved in the murder. Oh, the theory being, wow. if you know, it only takes one person to kill the king, 
in an age when the king was a battle king, it wasn't that great. Whereas, like, if it took 50 people, mm. then, like, you have to pay a much higher fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. A, it's a, just a, a weird fact. Sorry, I've already yeah. gone off topic. No, no, no. Fascinating it's yeah, yeah, just, like, a little bit of back history into, like, the world and the life <laughs> that Queen Maeve was living in. Um, she just cleaned herself. So, yeah, like, she, she, like, very famously had, like, multiple husbands. Yeah, her, I think, said somewhere, Maeve never had a man, but that there was another one waiting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and what was it? They couldn't become king of Connacht until they, like, were married to yeah. Maeve, basically. Connacht. Like, they couldn't just, like, kill the dad or, like, take the land yeah. or whatever they had to yeah, be, actually. some weird, weird yeah. mystical thing with Connacht. And Maeve is also the name of a sovereignty goddess. So there's some mm. sort of correlation that, Maeve may have been partly historical figure, partly myth, partly goddess. Actually, it depends who you're talking to, which is the mm. right thing about oral culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You don't know what's going on. And she, she lives on in some very funny place names as well. Can I say this? Oh, yeah. yeah Tell yeah, us yeah. more, yeah. Orla. Just warning, if there's any little ears, maybe skip forward about 15 seconds. <laughs> so there's this place in County Antrim called Bally. Bally Vit Maeve is the anglicised version of it, but it, it's Valia Fitta Maeve, which means uh, Queen Maeve's, the town of Queen Maeve's vulva. So, you know, she lives on in the land. <laughs> she was known as being quite a fertile woman. She had like 13 kids yeah. by five ish husbands. Yeah. Yeah, she was busy. Fair play. Yeah, and you know, having kids, waging war. Ruling a kingdom. She was a busy woman. She was a busy woman. You know, she was a what, like a power lady yeah, of, the, of the first century. Balancing oh, all of those know? different things, yeah. Yeah, she, I, I sort of saying first century because she sort of dated sometime between 50 BC and 50 AD. Mm-hmm. Ish. Very ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she could have well lived until that age as well, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. But it, did I read that right? She, re- she lived until about 80 or did I just She lived for a long time. She did, yeah. That was impressive like, for back then as well. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, even given the, you know, you have to live for a long time to have 13 kids. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and to survive having 13 yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. you Ooh, know, and yeah. the battles. And the battles. And the, I mean, aren't they all battles aren't anyway? they all battles? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Queen Rave is most famous for her, her role in the Tawn, mm-hmm. uh, the Tawn Bokula, which is a massive civil war we had about cows, because no Irish story is complete without a cow. Well, what else <laughs> would you fight over? <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, no, it's, and, and it's, the Tawn is also... It's a fight about cows and it's also a, a fight about marriages and exes. And it has been seen as a how not to do things guide. Because <laughs> almost every decision that is made in the tone is the wrong decision. Yeah. It's sounding like a soap opera. Maybe really is a soap opera. Like I was trying to draw a family tree of her and oh dear God. <laughs> her family. Like you think Queen Maeve is out there. Her family. So I'll, I'll tell the story uh, which gives you an idea of just how bizarre her family was. Which is the story of how she became Queen of Connacht, but it's also the story of her sister. Now I'm going to pronounce everyone's names wrong. So Queen May's father was Ucky Fidelick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and let's go with that pronunciation. And her mother was Crocon or Attain. So she was either Attain, the mythical woman who gets turned into a butterfly and has the whole Madeira and Attain thing, or Attain's sister, or Attain's handmaiden. This is the thing with. The story is about Maeve. There's a lot of different versions and sometimes characters are thrown together or turned into different people. It's very confusing. But King Ucky, <laughs> King Ucky, he was originally King of Connacht and he had many children. He had either three or six daughters, depending on the versions. I'm going to go with three because, you know, three princesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who were Maeve, Clothru and Ethna. 
Ethna known as Ethna the Dread because she ate the flesh of children. Nice. <laughs> Different story. And his three sons are known as the Three Finns because uh, they were triplets and they were all blonde. But they were Briss, Nair and Lothar, which can be translated as meaning shame, conspiracy and uproar. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Uproar. Call I, like, I want to be uproar. <laughs> call, your, call your three sons shame, conspiracy and uproar. Nothing will go wrong. <laughs> So at this time, the sons were grown and they were, you know, starting to think, oh, dad's still king. We'd like to be king. I want to be king. Let's overthrow him. <laughs> and King Uki was reigning over Connacht, but with Clothru. She wasn't his wife, she was his daughter. But there seemed to be something of you had to be married to the Queen of Connacht. So Clothru was Queen of Connacht and had to like regularly bathe in this special water, mm-hmm. which seemed to have been part political, part magical. Anyway, she was the queen. And she heard her brothers were planning to overthrow their father which is a bad thing to do because in ancient Ireland the worst crime was kinslaying it was the worst of the worst you could ever do and so she went to her brothers and said please don't kill dad and also if you go up against dad, dad's a dad's an experienced warrior, he might kill you, I was like no God, do it we, we have waited long enough for him to go and if he won't go we'll push him and so she tried appealing to them well you have no sons so if you are slain in the battle, who shall continue your, your line? And they're like, well, well, I guess no one. I guess if we die, the line dies out. Apart from, you know, you, Maeve and Ethne. <laughs> uh, so Clothru says, well, it happens to be my time of conception. Let's make sure you have some sons. What? So she takes her three brothers, who are triplets, and defies all laws of man, nature, and physics, and conceives a child by all three of them. Jeez. The next day, the battle commences. It's a battle. There's pain, there's glory, there's sorrow, there's victory. And Uki Feiglick slays his three sons, slicing each of their bodies in three parts. Nice. I like and, that flair. Mm. And therefore, and at this point, decrees, henceforth, no son may inherit kingship from his father. Wow. Yeah. So there, there was already sort of a thing that generally inheritance of the throne didn't go like father to son mm. so it tends to be sort of an election a discussion a thing uh, but it could be inherited father to son but this was like nope no more of these sons think of their dads too old and killing them this is now law and so it was mm-hmm. but nine months later Clothar gives birth to a baby it's a little baby boy it's a rather unusual looking little baby boy because <laughs> his head is exactly like Brace but then there's a red line sort of out his shoulders and his torso looks exactly like Nar. And then there's a red line. And his legs. Spit an image of Lothar's legs. <laughs> so he's seen as the child of three fathers, and he is known as Lugged Riek Narek. He of the red stripes. Because, you know, yeah, red stripes. Red stripes. <laughs> um, so he, he goes on. He actually tries to uh, become High King. He goes to the, uh, the Stone of Destiny, the Leofal. Cúchulainn comes in for a while, Cúchulainn sort of trains him for a bit, and he places his hand on the stone, and the Leofal is meant to scream when the true king of Ireland touches it, and the stone doesn't say anything. And so Cúchulainn, who has sort of seen his prodigy be silently declared not the king, loses it and starts to attack the stone, and ever since that day the stone has been silent because it's in a massive strop. Oh. I think we should go find it and all yeah. touch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, Clothru, she was determined that, you know, her brother's descendants would be kings, so she does what to her is the most logical thing. Oh no. Yep. 
Another super incest baby. No. <laughs> so she becomes, she gives birth to another child via Lagarig Narek. Uh, so she ends her up, son. She ends then... up having a child who is her son, her brother, and her nephew. Oh. And her grand nephew. Mm. Yeah. Do you make grand, family's grandson? Confusing. Yeah. Mm. But at some stage during all of this, because <laughs> it's all very complicated, uh, Lucky Feidlik has decided to make an alliance with the king of. Ulster, who is Cahor MacNessa or Conor MacNessa, by marrying him either a number of his daughters in succession or all of his daughters at once. Maeve does not get on with King Connor. Uh, Connor required three things in a wife. I've got, this, chil- I've got this children's book that just gives you all the weirdest things. Uh, what was it? Yes. She must think the world of me, do my bidding, and look after me well. Ah, yes. Well, Maeve required three things in a husband. He'd be, with, he'd be as brave as her, he'd be as generous as her, and he'd be without jealousy. They were not well mapped, yeah, so they yeah. divorced. But Clothru was married to King Cahor, became pregnant with him, was still Queen of Ulster. Their father became High King of Ulster, sorry, High King of Ireland, Aki Feidlik became High King. And Maeve was really pissed off that her sister was Queen of Connacht and was going out with her ex. So she reacted in a very Queen Maeve fashion. And one cloth who was bathing in this sacred water, which is uh, in a pool on an island in the middle of a lake, she killed her, daughter, her sister, cut out the baby, who then she sent up to Ulster saying, this is your son, I've killed your wife, I'm now Queen of Connacht. <laughs> and that is the bizarre family tree of Maeve wow. and how she became uh, Queen of Connacht. Uh, a lot of Killing your family members yeah. and incest. Yeah. It's incredible that she was like, oh, kill my sister, and then, oh, yeah, I guess I'll send the baby yeah, off, you know, yeah, quick, yeah, you know. Whatever. I Ooh. mean, you could interpret it that she she kills her sister by you know, cutting mm. her, that maybe her sister was went into labour and this was like an early caesarean section, and that's what I'd seen was, saved. Yeah. Or it could just be she's killing her sister. She's it's, just killing her sister. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it depends. And it's also, um, monogamy was not that much of a thing in ancient Ireland. Like, Queen Maeve was clearly not monogamous. Cahor mm. MacNesta was also not monogamous. But he definitely married at least two of the sisters. He may have been married to them at the same time, mm. which um, that non-monogamy can work, but not generally not when, you know, it's an arranged marriage with sisters yeah. who um, don't get on that well. Yeah. And one of them eats babies. Yeah. <laughs> Just to complicate yeah. matters for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. knew the Dread, who... This, Kind of more tangent. There's a couple of different stories as to why she ate the flesh of children. One of them was that she was prophesied that through her marriage, she would regain certain lands that had been lost by her mother. And so they're like, well, we need to get this this, this child up to marriageable age soon. So we'll feed her the flesh of young boys that'll make her grow fast. Oh, oh wow. And another thing, uh, or an alternative story was she had had many pregnancies, but all of her children had died. Mm. And so when her son was born, she... She sort of had this bizarre theory. She cut off the tip of his finger and ate it, and he didn't die. And so she's like, "Right, this clearly works," <laughs> and that just became her thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, bizarre. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, a bizarre family yeah. that Queen Maeve came from. But in fairness, when it's like in between, you know, having a child with your three brothers or just killing your sister. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, yeah. you know, like mm. that's not the most outlandish thing. <laughs> Seems pretty normal, actually. Yeah, she was the okay one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any incest with Maeve. 
don't think so. I don't think so. No. Could be thrown in the mix somewhere. Uh, somewhere. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the sisters do get conflated with each other quite a lot, so mm. maybe. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> Who knows? Mad yoke. But essentially, the story of like how Queen Maeve becomes Queen Maeve is very much linked to the story of her death, mm. which you have. Which I found intriguing, because I will admit I'm no expert in this area and Queen Maeve is um, quite new to me because I didn't learn about her at all in school, so really looking forward to this podcast. But yeah, I was looking up just stories about her and I stumbled across <laughs> the, um, what was it, the violent death of Maeve, oh, which yes. was not what I expected at all. It was a bit of a turn at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is from, um, I think it's a, a translation of uh, maybe an, an oral telling of it um it's the translation is by um, a man called vernon vernon hull who doesn't sound like someone who'd speak irish but apparently did back in 1938 so yeah this is um this is it what is the cause of the violent death of Maeve, the daughter of ochid fadelig from timar my irish pronunciation's gone too the three sons of fingale were connell anglinuck and ochid find and ochid fadelig now, Ochid Fadelig, it's like a tongue twister, guys, <laughs> had three sons and three daughters. The three sons were Bress and Nor and Lothar. That is, the three finds of Eamon. Yep, the three blondies. There we go. There he was missed. Fjons, yeah, I think it should be Fionn's yeah, translation. Fjons, it's an old Fionn's or Finn's. Fionn's, Fionn's yeah. but there's a D there, yeah. yeah. The three daughters were, I'm just telling exactly what you just mm. said. The three daughters were Ethni, Ethni Ochach. For this reason, she was called... You know what? We've already done this bit. Skippity, skippity, skip. Now, Clothru was queen in Cruachu before Maeve took sovereignty. That was by force from Uchid. The three sons of Uchid were attempting to take away the kingship from their father. Clothru came to hinder and to restrain them. Nevertheless, they were then (laughs) proclaimed battle against Uchid. Clothru came to them. Guys, I'm so sorry. Can I pause for a minute? There's a lot here that's not actually that... Yeah, because it's the story of her becoming queen is also the story of her dying. Because that's oh, how Irish folklore goes. Okay, sorry. I thought I just picked up the wrong piece of paper there. <laughs> cool. Okay, so the three sons of Uchid were attempting to take away the kingship from their father. Clothru came to hinder and to, and to restrain them. Nevertheless, they were then proclaimed battle against Uchid. Clothru came to them. Are you intending to outrage your father, she said? It is a great injustice that will be done. It is indeed a necessity, said the youths. Do you leave any descendants at all? The woman inquired. None any at all, the youth said. It is possible that you will fall in battle through your unrighteousness. Come to me, she said, to see whether you will leave descendants with me, for it is my time of conception. That is done. Each man it went in turn to her, and good came thereof, namely Lugged Riavunyngderg of the Red Stripes, the son of three fins of a mane. Do not come now, she said, against your father. It is sufficient unrighteousness for you to have sexual union with your sister without coming to engage in battle with your father lads what the hell and then hindered them from the victory in the battle now clothru used to spend the tributes of connacht in inish clothrand on loch they say indeed that maeve killed her and that through her side the swords brought forth forbade mac conquivar that is performed a caesarean section um, afterwards the aforesaid maeve assumed the kingship uh, kingship of connacht and took Ailil. Alil? A-I-L-I? Alil. Alil, thank you. Into sovereignty with her, and she was wont to spend the tributes of Connacht in Innis Clothrund. And it was a taboo for her not to bathe herself every morning in the well at the entrance to the island. 
Then once upon a time, Forbade came or went to Inish Clothrind, and he stuck a stake on the flagstone on which Maeve was accustomed to perform her abulations. And he was, and he was fastened to a rope, uh, and he fastened to a rope to the top of the stake, a stake that was as high as Maeve, and he stretched the rope back and forth across Loch Ree. He bore the rope to his house. Whenever, whenever afterwards the youths of Ulster were wont to be playing. This was Forbade's game. He used to stretch his rope between two stakes, and he was wont to cast between them, and he never ceased until he struck uh, the apple that was on top of the stake. So essentially he was, like, practising, being able to shoot across this lake where Maeve was, um, was bathing. Now once upon a time, yet again, there was a great assembly between the men of Connacht from the west and those of Ulster from the east around Loch Ree, and Maeve happened to be bathing herself early in the morning in the well above the selfsame loch. Beautiful is yonder form, said each one. Who is that? Forbade asked. The sister of your mother, all answered. He was eating a piece of cheese at the time. He did not then tarry to seek a stone. He put the piece of cheese in the sling. When Maeve's forehead was turned towards them, he let fly the piece of cheese and it struck her on the crown of the head so that he killed her by the one cast in vengeance of his mother. That is the death of Maeve. There's some weird language there, guys. I'm sorry. But yeah, he slingshotted her with a tiny piece of cheese. And that killed her. Yeah. Like, the woman who... Yeah. I guess we don't have, like, recorded the prophecy that said that her one weakness... Was cheese. Was, was cheese. cheese. Lactose intolerant. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, of all the things she goes through, that's what kills her. Yeah. yeah. But it is revenge for her slaying her sister, because if you kill a member of your family, it'll always come back to you. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's it's a great thing with Irish folklore that the story of Maeve's beginning is also the story of her end. Yeah. But you sort of can't tell one without telling the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mad family. Mad family. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely mad family. And when I was looking up these um, these stories as well, again, myself being new to King Maeve, I think the thing that I liked most was, uh, that really summed her up for me, that I just, I really enjoyed, was um, this from um, a poem or a story that I know, Emily, you were saying, you know, the metrical... Yeah, that's the one. The death poem. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, it's sort of like a long sort of poem, um, and it says, Behold the grave of Maeve, the fair-haired wolf queen, a shward of port. There was a day when horses would not be loosed against the daughter of Uchud Faelach. Such was the glory of Maeve, and such the excellence of her form, that two-thirds of his valour was quelled in every man on beholding her. And I just really enjoyed the specificity. <laughs> specificity? However you say that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two-thirds, you know, yeah. just, yeah. yeah. But Maeve did, she did ride into battle herself, mm. uh, which uh, King Cahor Magnessa, her sort of sworn enemy and ex, generally didn't. Because mm. uh, one of her things was that the husband she took had to be as brave as her in battle because she would, if she was sending her men, her war- armies, she would go with them. She would lead them. So she, she thought it was shameful for uh, a king, for a ruler, not to take part in the fight they were sending their people to. Yeah. yeah, well, I think, yeah, which makes sense. I, I agree with that. I yeah, think that's same. common practice, isn't it? So you couldn't just send your men and be like, right, lads, you go do that big yeah, scary thing, I'm going to eat some cheese yeah. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And her second requirement was that they had to be as generous as her, because the laws of hospitality, and this also meant it, you had to be as rich as her to be as generous as her. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they could not be jealous, they must be without jealousy. Yeah. Because Queen Maeve never had one man without another one waiting. Yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, you know, you know she was a, she had, she had a lot to do. She had her husbands. She, there was Cahor Nessa, who she didn't get on well with, but she had one son with. Her. Then they divorced, and she killed her sister. 
and took over Queenship Connaught. As, as you, you do. do. <laughs> uh, and she uh, then wed Tinny Mac Corey, who became King of Connacht with her for a while. And he was said to be, he was very brave, very beautiful, very generous. A little bit jealous. Oh. A little bit too jealous. And his bodyguard was Aleel, who was oh. brave, strong, good looking, son of the King of Leinster. And Maeve and Aleel decided to get rid of her, her husband. And they were wed and he became, he didn't actually become king, he became consort. Oh, okay. So Maeve was the one ruling, Aleel was, you know, a step behind her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had another husband at some stage in between, uh, <laughs> who was just considered so boring that no one bothered to write much about him. Bless oh, God, him. imagine. I know. Bless him, imagine. Yeah. Uh, and then she also had her famous lover who was Fergus MacRoish, who, former king of Ulster, ousted by King Connor and treachery. So uh, they basically got together over their hatred of King Connor. Yeah. Um, but they were both known for their sexual uh, prowess to the extent that when they were together, it was said if Fergus could not be with Maeve, it would take three women to satisfy him. And if Maeve could not be with Fergus, it would take seven men to satisfy her. Which I think says more about the sexual education in Connacht than it does about Maeve. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure, you know, maybe... Maybe Fergus was just well. I mean, Fergus means talented. Fergus <laughs> means well endowed. Yeah, you know. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Actually, another weird story. So you can never call your kid Fergus. That's now. a bit yeah, weird. No, no, yeah. that, like, that's Fergus. so weird. You know, <laughs> I mean, don't call it Maeve either. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, just the spelling alone. So many different types. As well. Yeah, I do. I love the the old Irish one, the M A D B. I love that spelling. I think mm. that's great. Yeah, I've heard it pronounced Mid. 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 Which is, I'm trying to say the BH. Yeah. Mibbed. Actually, on Maeve's sexual um, powers, there's another story about her. There's <laughs> <laughs> so many stories about her. Um, in ancient Ireland, it was believed that a woman's sexual prowess was in direct proportion to her bladder. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is sort of, I don't know, pale foot floors or something. I heard about this in the museum, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's, um, but this actually comes from a tale of uh, King Lear and his wife. Uh, Moon, whom the monster is named after. Mm-hmm. That, uh, is this the OG wife, the one who dies? We're not sure if this is the same Lear as Children of Lear, oh. but she seems to be the wife before that wife. Ah, yes. Because, like, multiple wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes at the same time, sometimes one after another. And the storyteller. But they arrived in Ireland when the two other Dan were coming and settling, and they were exploring Munster and having a look. And his wife climbed to the top of a hill and she felt a call of nature. And so she started to relieve herself. But, you know, she's married to the god of the sea. Her stream was strong. <laughs> and it is said that her flow carved out all of the valleys and rivers of Munster. So if you ever, yeah. So if you're ever in the Galtee Valley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, North Cork. <laughs> and this, this then became a thing that, you know, Irish women would have pissing contests. Uh, generally in winter, you'd see like how much snow you could melt. With your, you'd all go out. You'd like hitch up your skirts. Yeah. What if you have like unusually hot pee I, or cool pee? I don't, I don't know. know. Weird. I don't know. Oh. But see, like that's great because you see lads do that yeah. all the time, or like try and write their name in it or something. <laughs> do you know? Yeah. I, I don't know how you, you you would do that. If I don't know how Queen Maeve would write her name in her piss, but 
I'm, I'm sure she. I'm sure I'm she sure should find, find a way. way. She's a very skilled lady. Could, yeah. But the, the story goes that you know she may have gotten on in years. I mean, like she'd had, she'd been queen for a while, queen for like enough to have seven sons, all named Maine. Yeah. <laughs> because it's the time to remember them all. Yeah. Uh, and some some young ones were going, you know, Queen Maeve with the friendly thighs. She's not all that. You know, all the men of Connacht want to go and sleep with her. They're not giving us any attention. So they challenged her to a pissing contest. <laughs> and Maeve said, fine. And so they went, they went out one morning and like, the young ones they drinking loads of water, getting themselves very hydrated. And the first one stood up, lifted her skirt, parted her legs and let flow. And much snow was melted. Second one stood up, she, she got a bit of stage fright, but couldn't, couldn't do it. Yeah, Third one stood up, an almighty steaming stream <laughs> of hot... Yeah. <laughs> and then Queen Maeve stood up, put her foot in a boulder, and piss three lakes. <laughs> <laughs> so this might be a later addition to Maeve's stories, but but there you go. What lakes were they? I don't know what oh, lakes they I'd were. Oh, love fig- I'd love to find out which lakes they were. Yeah. Yeah. Just... What lakes were they? I think Deirdre knows. Deirdre knows. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to ask Deirdre. Yeah. We'll attach it to the info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Queen Maeve, she's famous for her role in the Tawn, mm-hmm. which we will probably talk about in part two. And she sort of turned into the villain of this because well, Maeve was not a nice woman. She, she killed a lot of people. Yeah. And she had political schemes and things. Um, but she was very much vilified by the Christian writers of the stories uh, because she was, a, she was a queen who ruled like a king. Yeah. And this did not square with their ideas. A so woman she, who spoke her mind. A woman who spoke her mind. Yeah. A woman who had sex when she wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Which also like the, the, the Christian stuff. Like, because that was all G and Brehan Lodge, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was like, then it was tried to be written in with the Christian law and they just, they said, no, nah, if yeah. it goes against Christian doctrine, like, let's yeah. change it. So, as we all know, everything is... So you had things like, in, in your thing, like, the Wolf Queen, mm. just like, being her more bestial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And more yeah. scary and more, like, ruthless. Yeah, because it's interesting to reading that now as, like, someone in this century and sort of being like, oh, damn, like, Wolf Queen, that's real cool. Yeah. But no, that, yeah, that's quite a different thing back yeah, yeah, yeah. in whatever year that was. But there's a story about her, um, sort of pre-torn, post-killing her sister, which involves cats. Yay! Oh. And, I, I mean, it, it's not a Tales from the Shadows episode unless Emily and Orla have an argument about whether or cats She's are evil. Mention I got it, cats yeah. in our new logo, so I think I won. <laughs> <laughs> <Little> cats. <laughs> <laughs> So this story actually comes from the Ulster Cycle and it's part of a bigger story uh, called Brickroo's Feast or um, the Champion's Portion. It all starts with basically there's a fella called Brickroo Poison Tongue who takes delight in stirring up shit. Mm-hmm. So there's at a feast and at the feast uh, the Champion's Portion, the best cut of the meat, the first cut, would be given to the Champion, to you know the greatest warrior or your guest of honour and so on. And so there are three great champion warriors of Ulster. There is Ladra the Triumphant, Carl the Victorious, and Cúhollin, the Hound of Ulster. I don't particularly like Cúhollin because he got his name by killing a dog, and uh, as you already know, I quite like dogs. Yeah, touchy mm. subject with Emily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then mm-hmm. didn't he, you know, he didn't mean to. I don't know, I think he did. But anyway, even if I might use him on the side. We'll just park that one, yeah. Uh, so Brickrew knows that these guys are all at the feast together and he starts sort of showing me you should ask for the champion's portion the best the best you should ask for the champion's portion 
the top dog. Go on. And so when it comes time to cup champions portion, they all stand up and say, I want it. I'm the champion. And they go on and they have various things to try to work out who's the champion. And Cahormac Nessa is getting fed up with this because these are his three best warriors. They're just fighting with each other the whole time. They're destroying things left, right and centre. They can't get anything done. And he comes up with an idea of how to kill two birds with one stone. Maeve is known as a great ruler. A great ruler has to give judgments. It's part of kingship. She can decide. So he sends his three warriors off to Connacht. Because Maeve will have to decide. Uh, and the one she picks, the other two are going to be pissed off. So they'll probably end up breaking stuff in Connacht. And, I mean, if all things go really well, they might even kill her. <laughs> and... Wouldn't the food be cold by the time yeah, they exactly. get back? Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, <laughs> I'm old Sudakana. I was like, have I missed something? <laughs> I think it's for the next feast. I, th- I, th- mm-hmm. I think just they... hop over. They were just on the Donegal. Leap from border. I hear you bring Maeve over. So they go to Maeve. Uh, of course, they can use to shove the problem over to her. And Maeve's daughter, Benever of the Fair Eyebrows, mm, yes. Instagram star. My fave. <laughs> She's standing at, at the top of the a tower and she calls mum um there's something coming yeah it looks like a thunderstorm on wheels and i says well take a better look who's it and she says uh well there's three chariots and the first is um it's it's got two being drawn by two dark horses and it's a man with a long blonde plait, and he's he's holding a spear with five barbs and he's dressed in a red cloak and make goes oh sounds like louder the triumphant oh god we're in trouble uh, and she says, anyone else? And she says, yeah, the second one, it's um, it's uh, a horse, two grey horses. Um, and the man has long wavy hair and, and he, he's got a shining pale face, but he looks like he's put on a lot of blush because he's got a high colour in his cheeks. And I says, oh, that sounds like Connell the Victorious. Oh God, those two, that's not a good sign. <laughs> anyone else? Yeah, yeah, the, the, there's, there's um, the third ho- chariot. It's got one grey horse and one black horse and it's got iron wheels and... Oh God, the, the man, and he's gorgeous. He's a beautiful, dark fellow, but he's got shining red gold hair and he's dressed in red and gold and, and he's doing acrobatics and salmon <laughs> leaps while his charioteer is driving. And it goes, oh dear. That's cool, Holland. <laughs> oh, these three, oh, they're going to lay waste to my country. What's going to mm-hmm. happen? And the three lads come up and say, Maeve, uh, you have to decide which of us is the best. And Maeve says, well, it's, you know, come in, we'll have a feast. Uh, and she's trying to think, what do I do with these three? How do I keep them occupied? How do I keep them from killing each other or killing my kids? Because I've got a lot of kids running around. <laughs> and she goes to Aliel and Aliel, just, I don't know what to do. Uh, we, we'll bring out the musicians. We'll keep them occupied this way. And they're feasting in Kruokonai, which is Maeve's stronghold in Connacht, which is near Rathcrogan. And it is known that Rathcrogan, there is a fairy mound a doorway between this world and the other world. Many strange things come out from this doorway, this cave, including the cats of Kruakon. And they will come out in certain times, so Maeve does all she can to entice these demonic cats out. And the cats, they come to the feasting hall, and they begin to prowl around, they start to steal the food from the warriors' plates, and the three warriors, they rise to their feet and they try to slash and hack, but every time their swords come close to touching the cats, the cats vanish and appear somewhere else. They've got teleportation. And this continues on and on. And eventually, uh, the, the, the lads are up in the rafters trying to get away from the claws of these cats and hacking down at them. And then the sun rises and the cats vanish. Maeve comes in and thinks, 
I was going to help him make a kill the cats for me, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you warriors, thank you. Though you did not win the battle, you fought bravely. Go to your rooms and you shall be given your reward. And so she sends them each to their separate rooms. And she goes to Ladra's room and says, Ladra, oh, you are such a great warrior. It's no wonder you're called the triumphant. Here, let me give you this gift. And she hands him a bronze cup with precious jewels laid all around. She says, this is my gift for you. But um, don't tell the others. Let's just, you know, we don't want them getting jealous. Just keep that between you and me. And then she goes to Connell's room. And she says, Connell, oh, I can see why they call you the victorious. Here, let me take, give you this gift of uh, my esteem. And she gives him a silver cup with gold laid in all around it. And she says, this is, don't tell the others that I've given you this. We, we don't want them getting jealous. And she takes the cup and she goes to Cuchulain's room. She says, Cuchulain. Yeah, we, we don't really get on. <laughs> but I have to admit, you fought bravely. And let me give you this gift of my esteem. And she gives him a gold cup inlaid with beautiful bronze birds. And so the three lads take their cups, each thinking Maeve has picked them as the champion. And they go back to Connacht and they say, ah, oh, they're gone. And they, this King Cahor thinks, oh, you're back from Maeve? Oh, uh, she's still alive? Oh, oh well, next time. <laughs> uh, and they have a feast and they're about to cut the champion's portion. And all three men stand up and say, I am the champion. And they say, no, you can't be the champion. Maeve said, I'm the champion. And uh, Ladra takes out his cup and says, see, she gave me this. And Connell takes his cup and says, no, look, see, she gave me this. And Connell says, well, she gave me this. <laughs> and Cahor's like, oh, Maeve. <laughs> She's tricked you all, hasn't she? She tricked you all and made a fool out of me, and we still don't know who the champion is. And so then the next part of the story happens, but Maeve isn't involved in that. <laughs> so I won't tell that bit. I love how he thinks that, like, Oh God! Oh, Maeve, she tricked all of us, and now my problems are worse. Like she didn't know what you were sending them. Oh she, no, she knew. Did she? Yeah. Oh, like, right, the, right, the, these guys have been causing a lot of kerfuffle in Ulster. Okay, yeah. Okay, about who enough. was the greatest champion? Yeah, lads. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, good on her. I like that. That is excellent. Oh, sure. Don't tell anyone else. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you're the best. Pass oh, on the problem. You're my favorite. <laughs> you're my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Boss lady, Queen of Ireland. Yeah, yeah, Queen of Ireland. Well, Queen of Connacht, never, never Queen of all of Ireland. But like spiritually, in some way, I think she is like now. Yeah, (laughs) I recognise her as the Queen. And we, um, she's not a nice woman. I know, but but she's sort of you admire. We all admire. I mean, you admire because she's great, and also she's one of the few female characters who, even when the stories were sort of written down, a lot of the female roles were either diminished or written out. Or villainized. She was kept in. She was turned into the villain of the piece. Mm. But she's kept in. So she's one of the few strong female characters we we can identify with. Yeah. And who knows that actually, like, even the maid that we sort of know of now, I mean, like, she could have been a whole lot nicer. And we don't know about it. We don't know all the stories. And she could be an amalgamation of a number of different characters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know? My God, what if she's, like, all of the female queens and we just don't know? She could be. I mean, there was a sovereignty goddess called Maeve. Yeah, yeah. Whom the, the High King of Ireland had to wed. Mm. Oh, so yeah, 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 that makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone had to marry her as well. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of people had to marry her, and you had to be, to be King of Connacht, you had to be married to Maeve. Yeah. Or one of Maeve's sisters. Or, yeah, like whoever the Queen of Connacht yeah. was at the time. Yeah. So it's a nice thing that it was sort of the strong idea of the female, female right and female line. Yeah. And Maeve was actually said that her mother went into labour in the cave of Cruelcon. So she had some sort of magical extra claim to the land of Connacht. Uh-huh. Ah. Yeah. 
yeah. Isn't that dope giving birth in a, in a cave? I mean, I'm sure, like, in theory. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know, in yeah. ancient times. She was killed know. by a piece of cheese. Yeah. I hope it was a good piece. There were a lot of chances for people to kill her, and yet it was a piece of cheese that got her in the end. There's something sort of poetic about that. I know, it's like Achilles. Yeah, it's slightly more embarrassing. (laughs) In the nip, everyone watching you. (laughs) I I don't think Queen Maeve was too bothered about being in the nip in front of people. No, I'd say not. Good point, actually, yeah. Just one more little tangent about Mm. Queen Maeve being in the nip. (laughs) There's a story um, that she was doing battle with... Ulster, because she was always doing battle with Ulster. Yeah. And, you know, she was facing off against Colin, flashing their swords, and she was, Colin kept thinking he was going to win, but then she'd block his blow and so on. And Maeve was getting really frustrated because Colin kept yelling insults at her because he was a, he was a lad. Mm-hmm. And so she grabbed her skirt, yanked it up, and said, I have so many other things to be doing. And Colin turned pale and fled because she was on her period. <gasps> Cullen, the hound of Ulster, couldn't bear the sight of a woman's menstrual blood. Oh, wow. Which, uh, like... What a wimp. Ulster under King Conor McNessa was just the epitome of toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, ancient Ireland didn't... wasn't as patriarchal as other places, but Ulster was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, women in Ulster, they they didn't speak. It was all the red branch knights and the manliness. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no wonder Queen Maeve didn't get on with them. Exactly. But also interesting, sort of for that viewing it as um, in that frame of like uh, the, the stories that we have now and how they've been passed down to us and what they're like, and having that idea of like you know the Ulster sort of that well that, that toxic masculinity mm. and those people juxtaposed with Maeve in the way that she is. It's in, I don't know. There's something interesting that yeah, that's how it was passed down to us. Like Maeve, even though she's she's often sort of seen as being linked with the Morrigan because yeah. the Morrigan had a had a sort of a special space in Cruelcon. But also, the Morrigan was a poetry battle and fertility goddess. Mm. And Maeve does battle, does a lot of fertility. Says some pretty dope things, so maybe yeah. some poetry in there. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Morrigan shows up in, in the Ulster cycle a fair bit. Yeah. So there could be a link between the two of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just like this, the story of her, how it's changed with our view, the story of her, her showing her menstrual blood. Was originally would have been to sort of demonize her. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. How oh womanly. Yeah, she has. She has no barriers. Mm. She's just crude and vile. Maybe we managed to keep that story because they were showing it as like, oh, she's gross. Look at this, horrible. But now now it's yeah, she's not in. She totally embraces her body and her femininity. Yeah. 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 There's something beautiful about that little cycle. I think. Yeah, isn't it? That cycle. You know, because like, how many times were those lads really fighting? like women in battle well do you know like women did go into battle it wasn't yeah. most of the female warriors we again because these stories were written down by monks who were trying to sort of align them we don't get many stories about female warriors but the two great heroes in Irish mythology Cúhalan and Finn McCool they were both trained by women yeah so there definitely were warrior women and historical records show that when there were these battles the, the Celts it wasn't unusual for women to go into battle as well mm. like Queen Queen Boudica. Oh yeah. Or Boudica. Who I mean she was a bit later than Maeve, she was over in England. But there was still this sort of this warrior queen. Yeah. 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 And brave. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Oh no, I need oh, to do that. Yeah. Really good. Her mum's a bear. 
Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, no, I've been meaning to. No, I do go on Netflix very fun. Whatever yeah. it's on. It's got arrows and big red hair. Oh, yeah. Don't. I do, I do. Like, I just, yeah. Let's get you some arrows. Yeah. Mm. 90s Ariel and Brave. That's an interesting combo. Yeah. Mm. You could do like half and half. I could do half and half. Or like water. What's like, what's like a sea bear? Like an otter? Uh, an otter's like a sea dog. Maybe like a a walrus? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go otter. Let's go otter. <laughs> or if, I don't know, maybe a shark because they can like, they can be vicious. Oh, but bears are cute. Bears are That's bears are cute. Yeah. But like on, on, unless you get on the wrong side of them, unless you like poke them. Or yeah, but like a seal bears, you deserve to be. Yeah, mauled, but I mean then. the same with sharks. Seal. Hmm? I can seal because you know they can be cute, but they can also yeah. be fierce. I would have said seals were sea doggos. Actually, yeah. Mm. Otters so are like big, little bear. Big doggos. Yeah, they're like Labradors. Mm. Otters, otters are more like squire. Oh, you seen that video where they're holding hands and floating? Oh, they're so oh, cute. Sorry. <laughs> and they've got the little baby otters on their tummy because mm-hmm. they can't float yet. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just adorable. Uh, we so still got totally off topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, any, any, last, any last things on Maeve? She's fab. She was class, yeah. 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 She was unreal. More Maeve. That's long, what I say. Yeah, long ling, long what? Long, long ling, leave. Yeah. What? No. There's, there's a lot of stories about Maeve uh, or when Maeve shows up. All bizarre. Yeah. yeah. And we'll be talking about some of them, probably about her role in the tone on part two. Part mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Um, and I, I've been Emily. I have been Georgia. I've been Orla. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, uh, we're on we're on the social medias. On the social medias. Oh, let's do this again. On the social medias, we are Tales of the Shadows because we have a shadow puppetry theatre storytelling company thing. And I thought it'd be easy if like all the social media was the same. It's not because I have to do this at the end of every podcast episode. Uh, but on Twitter, we are at Tales Shadows. On Facebook and Instagram, we're at Tales from the Shadows. We're also on Patreon. We have some lovely patrons. So if you would like to help support us, that would be lovely. Or if you want to review, Share, subscribe, anything. Uh, chat to us. Chat to us. Yeah, yeah engage what, with us. What's your favorite story about Queen Maeve? Had you heard of her before? Have you uh, discovered anything? Do you want anything? to learn more? Yeah. What yeah. do you think of Queen Maeve? Um, uh, have you ever been in a lake that might have been pissed by Maeve? You know? We want photos. Yeah, we want photos. <laughs> Not those kinds of photos. <laughs> no, no, no. Hashtag discover Ireland. Hashtag Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.